You're listening to DraftKings Network. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugats. Thank you, Mikey A. Tyrod Taylor is a giant, huh? What a stinker <laughs> of a game. Can I just... We're having like That's an, what you took away? That's we're the having, only thing I took away. That and some money for betting on the Niners. <laughs> wow. We're having like this internal debate here on the show that I'll let you guys know about because... We don't want to put out, like, an episode on Fridays that's completely recorded, knowing that there's, like, a game going on. Like, obviously, we can't have all the guests that we have on. We have Raheem Mostert. We have Austin Eckler. We have Chris Sims and Mike Golick together this week, which is really fun. What a treat. Nitro's back to update us on his fantasy team and to start a fight with Mike Wright of the fantasy footballers because he Uh, thinks that he was blown off in big time by Mike Wright. So that's not nice. (laughs) Yeah. Well... So here's the thing. Obviously, we can't get all those people, you know, like at seven or eight in the morning on a Friday. So we have to record a lot of these interviews. But there's also Thursday Night Football. So we feel bad about releasing something and not addressing Thursday Night Football, especially if something big happens. So we've decided like, hey, let's get up. Let's react to Thursday Night Football. It'll be a whole thing. And then it's just like a giant stinker. And it's like, well, this could have been out like three hours ago and no one would have missed Thursday Night Football (laughs) recap. Because like what really happened? Brock Purdy's good. Daniel Jones sucks. Tyrod Taylor's a giant. Oh, here's Andrew Luck, dressed up like a meme, pretending that he was in the Civil War. And he said the war's over, and he does a trivia contest. That was Thursday Night Football. Glad we kept you guys waiting four hours extra just so we could do that. 
I think this should be our Thursday night football recap every single Friday. You doing it in 30 seconds the way you just did it, and boom, we move on. I mean, it was just – it wasn't a great game. It wasn't a did great you guys, game. Did you notice what was different about this Thursday night game from every other Thursday night game? No. It went exactly the way we thought it would. Every other Thursday night game is a weird game. You know, something crazy happens. Some player that does nothing all season all of a sudden goes off for 300 yards. Nope, this one just went exactly how we thought it would. I would say Tyrod Taylor being a giant is pretty wacky. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The one and thing, though. Did, hey. Did you see the animation thing they did explaining Brock Purdy's surgery? Did that... Did that scream, you know, give anybody else the heebie-jeebies? Because they did this whole animation where they cut open his elbow and they sewed it up, and it was it was really hard to watch. Even, like, Al Michaels was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> what, at what point in the game was this? It was like, uh, I want to say, like, third quarter. Like you had me sticking quarter. around to the third or fourth quarter of that game? Oh. <laughs> what if something it happens? It, yeah. Did anything what if they show an anything? animation showing up, sewing up somebody's elbow? Exactly right. right. Yeah. Had we what not was the Andrew Luck stuff? Post game? Like, I don't know. I don't know. who. I, here's a question. <laughs> you you stuck around for the for first quarter? <laughs> here's, here's the question, right? Why is Amazon doing post game programming? Like, who after that Thursday night game is like, you know what? I need more. Let me keep watching Amazon Prime video and see what else they have post-game coverage here. In their defense, Billy, maybe the West Coast, San Francisco 49er fans, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I suppose. Right. But it's yeah. not as even if, like, they have to get to a certain time. They're not a channel, so they can yeah. just do what they want to do when they want to do it. Like, it's like, like right, oh, we got to fill till the 11 o'clock news. Nope, you don't. <laughs> but who's going to watch the post the next morning? Like, when are you suggesting they do it? They don't. You I mean, just do. don't do it. Just don't Listen, do it. You have times, you have games like last night where you could be like, well, that one went the way we thought it would. I think even Al Michaels go, this game is kind of going the way we thought it would. Yeah. yeah. Well, that means he had the Niners. Yeah. The, the thing oh. about it, Stugatz, Andrew Luck was participating in a trivia contest on the post game show. So it wasn't even like, he was doing analysis like he was dressed up like if he was in the Civil War because of like, you know, those memes that would go around where he was writing back letters. So he's in a costume. Yeah, he was in a costume doing a trivia contest. Also, he seems like one of the happiest people on Earth. Like he seems so happy. <laughs> he stopped playing football. Of course he is. I know, but he's so happy and like, you know, he's goofy. Like he's just like he left ESPN. Right. <laughs> Stu guys look like he's happy like Andrew Luck. No, just two guys. No, I've been walking around like a, a miserable zombie since we left ESPN. You're also doing a lot of traveling. You're going through kind of like, you know, I wonder when like the, and I don't mean to upset you with this, but like the like older bands go on like world tours and I'm like, man, I wonder how that like affects them. I'm right. kind of witnessing it with you, I think. Because you're uh, like, probably. yeah, you're constantly on the move and I see how stressful it could be on your body. It's very stressful on my body. I, I, there's not much I can do about it from this standpoint. I mean, one daughter's at Syracuse. Billy, my kids aren't going to, you know, FAU in Florida. These aren't short trips. This yeah. is up to Syracuse, New York, and it's and it's to Chicago, Illinois. Like, yeah. these are long trips. And, and, you know, when Rachel plays lacrosse, I want to see every game. I'm not going to miss them. But you're right. It's it's starting to take its toll on me, my body, and my brain. You're right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad you're seeing it. <laughs> 
anyways, guys, if you wanted to go to a game, <laughs> for example. For <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say you got me thinking. Let's say Syracuse had a big game and you wanted to go. You could download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GBF for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Look at you. I was, just uh, think, we, I was just thinking when you said that you were going to Syracuse uh, for your was, daughter. It just had me think about game time and how we could save people money, you know? A hundred percent. Billy, speaking of uh, game time, you yeah. know what game I'm going to uh, over the weekend since I'm up at Syracuse? What game? Because you know how much we love the armed forces around here. Army plays Syracuse on Saturday. Wow. How about that? Who are you rooting for? Army, of course. Oh, I don't know. You're going for family weekend. Yeah. You could be rooting against your daughter's school. It's a bit weird. Listen, I taught my daughter, we root for the Army. I don't mm -hmm. care if they're playing your school mm -hmm. or not. Okay? I like that. Good dad. Like, and she agrees with me, by the way. Yeah. PFYS. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, do we have a, a DraftKings game this week, Billy? A fantasy game? Oh, yeah, we do. Go to dkng.co slash levitard. You can compete against us in weekly fantasy. First week I did well. Last week I did horribly. I finished like 590th place or something. So you can see that we don't really know what we're talking about. And if you want to compete against us, it's a $3 buy-in and you can win some money. All right, great. I have won money uh, the last two weeks. I won $8 the first week and $5 the second week. How about Look at that? you. $6 investment, got 13 bucks back. Not bad. Double your money. Uh, San Francisco's really good, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Giants seem... are really bad. Well, That's I mean. That's a recap. <laughs> but the Giants, though, have played the Cowboys, who are really good, and the 49ers, who are really good. So, like, they could just be an average team that's just facing really tough teams. I know, but when you play a team, even as good as the Cowboys are, they lost Trayvon Diggs, and that's a big loss for that team. Uh, and we'll discuss that with Golik and Sims uh, on this episode. You can't lose 40 to nothing to the Cowboys at home when you were one of the final eight teams in the NFL last year. You could lose 40 to 14. You could lose 40 to 21, 40 to 28, 40 to 35. You can't lose 40 to nothing. I don't care how good the Cowboys are. Yeah, I mean, I would say that more concerning was the fact that the Cardinals were embarrassing and they came back and actually won that game. But yeah, they appear to not be a very good team. They'd be winless if the Cardinals weren't tanking. I said um, it. Okay. Yeah. He said it, Mikey. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> Dave's hot seat. What do you think? Oh, wow. Lost Barkley. My boy, Joe Shane. Oh, is, he on the, is he on the hot seat? Who goes well, he's first? He's not on the Joe? hot seat. He, he's not on the hot seat. What happened was Daniel Jones had that goddamn playoff game that forced Joe Shane to sign Daniel Jones to a two-year deal for a lot of money. Yeah. Like he did, right? Mikey, he had that one big game, postseason game, got to the second round. Uh, so they won a playoff game, and he was kind of forced to uh, to sign Daniel Jones. Yeah, and I'm not saying anything like, that – Three like, offensive linemen yesterday. Right, yeah. I'm not like Joe Shane doesn't discuss this stuff with me. I'm just it's it's obviously if Daniel Jones doesn't have that game, he's not the Giants quarterback, I would think. I would think that one playoff game. Hmm. I don't think they resigned him for the money that they did, but they're stuck with him. So, all right, Billy, where are we going first here on God Bless Football? Where do you want? We're going to talk to Raheem so many options. Mostert first this week. All right, let's check in with Raheem Mostert. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple. 
undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Stugatz here for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with same game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down and if you are new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love bonus bets. Who doesn't? The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Eighteen carries, one hundred and twenty-one yards, two touchdowns. Your team goes to two and zero. I mean, you must be—you got to be on top of the world right now, my man. Yeah, that and rolling, man. You know, it's just—it's—it's awesome that we're starting the season off two and zero. You know, two two away games, two you know. Two very tough places to play at. So, on top of just having a big week for you, I have to imagine that it felt good just because of kind of how the off season went, right? Where you obviously hear where people are like, "Oh, should they go after Dalvin Cook? Should they go after Jonathan Taylor? Is this something that they need?" And you know, the Dolphins, to their credit, stuck by you. And we're like, "No, like we're good at running back." And then you know, week one, the conversation is, "Oh, the receivers are so great," blah blah blah. And then the Patriots kind of took that away and you were able to kind of carry the team this week and show them, hey, like, we're good with me. You do not need to be going out and getting these other players. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, during offseason, there was a lot of talk and chatter and stuff like that. And the only thing I could worry about is myself and, and my abilities and, and what I can bring to the table. You know, that's something that I'm always going to stand by. Uh, something that I always believe in is, you know, what do you bring to the table? And for me, it's, it's my power and aggression in that I've been in this offense for quite some time. So, um, you know, if the Dolphins do decide to bring somebody in at the time, it, it honestly didn't matter to me uh, because, you know, like I said, I was just wor- worried about my craft and what I got to do. But people don't realize it's it's a great question by Billy from this standpoint, Raheem. They see you on the field and that's all they focus on. And they don't really – and unfairly to you guys probably um they don't really pay much attention to what goes on off the field and it's a business and so uh even though you're confident in your skills you're confident that you're the best running back for this football team that part of it the business side of it where you're sitting there there are rumors of dalvin cook and jonathan taylor that's not easy to deal with i think fans would be interested like that's hard for you to deal with on a personal level is it not on a personal level, I mean, I, see, I'm different but just because, and hear me out on this, I'm, okay. the reason why I say I'm different is because I've had multiple, when I've been a part of multiple teams, I've always been the underdog guy. Right. You know, throughout 
throughout Purdue history. When I was playing at Purdue, I was seen as one of the un, you know underdog um, playmakers on the team. So I've always had this stigma of, of being an underdog in general. So when another team or, you know, when the team that you're on is talking about, you know, drafting a running back, I, that's out of my control. I can't right. do nothing about that. When a team's talking about bringing in another running back and offering them more money or whatever the case may be, that's still out of my control. You know, the only thing that I can't control is my attitude and how I go about the business, you know, how I go about carrying myself. You know, I'm always going to have a smile on my face and I'm always going to be grateful and thankful for the opportunity. Um, but, you know, don't don't mistake that with aggression and what I'm going to do to people, you know, on a week on a weekly basis. You know, that's just how I see it. And that's that's the role that you got to play. Austin Eckler joins us every week on God Bless Football. And we know he had that you know, Zoom conference call uh, during the offseason trying to trying to make your lives easier. The life of a running back. Uh, what was that call like? If you don't mind, were you on the call? Yeah, I was on the call. Um, and it was just basically just trying to check all the boxes of what, you know, guys have to do to to be treated as such, you know, as a, as a value um, on the team, because as of right now, I mean, you see what's going on with, with the running back market. And it's definitely tough, you know, especially with the God forbidden, you know, God, you know, whatever happened to, to Nick Chubb was, mm. you know, horrendous. I mean, I, I couldn't even see the video because I already knew that something like that would happen. But, um, you know, it, Everybody says that running backs are replaceable. I mean, there's only a select few that can actually do what we do on a consistent basis, you know. Um, and and Austin is one of those guys, you know. And it sucks that you know we we are one of the only positions on that field that has all 11 guys hitting you all in one play, you know. So, I mean, the durability. Plus, you have to block. I mean, plus we got to block. We got to right. we got block guys that are you know 200, 300, you know pounds two two times or three times bigger than us so i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that you can assure is that the fact that running backs do have a, a more demanding position and we definitely have to do more and outside of our character than just running football is this the best offense you've ever been on yes this is, yeah, this is really my you've part. been to a super bowl raheem you've been to a super know, bowl my that's, man. and that's why i said that's why it gave me a slight yes on that that one i mean <laughs> This team is just is there's a lot of guys on this team that can make a lot of different plays at any given time. Not to say that we didn't have that, you know, um, on that Super Bowl team because that Super Super Bowl team was electric, especially the defense, you know. And this team is, you know, it's we're definitely getting up there, you know. Week by week, we just got to hit our stride and and keep getting better. I mean, we got to figure out our flaws and and work through them and and perfect as much as we possibly can. Is Mike McDaniel the best play caller you've ever had as a coach? He's definitely up there. You didn't want to insult um, Shanahan there, did you? No, nah, not not so much in fault him. It's more so, you know, I look at it as a, he's definitely the more quirky uh, coordinator. I would say that the guy he brings a lot of tenacity and he's uh he's very entertaining as well. Underrated, funny, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think he's underrated, cool too, though. No, he is. I mean, as soon as he touched down in Miami, he had the shades on. He had the look. And I was like, I definitely could buy it with that one. I feel like the thing with Mike McDaniel, obviously, you know him. And last time, I think the last time you were on, you were talking about potentially going surfing with him. And you like seemed to be close to him. I think you were calling him Mikey. I feel like yeah. it's fun in games while you guys are winning. But like, if you guys start going on a loser, like, cut the shit, Take off the glasses, Mikey. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, he's always gonna be he's always gonna be himself. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna keep them glasses on and be like the hell with it. You know, I'm I'm gonna do me. So man, that's what you want to see. What was the deal last year with the vape on the sideline that I don't believe was a vape, but everyone said was was vape that he was doing? I, I couldn't even tell you because I that game was so cold. So I, I I'm I'm pretty sure that he was trying to warm his hands up, you know, as best as possible. Or it was it was a pretty cold game. I will say that, you know, not well, to you, defend the vaping. I'm I don't know I don't know if he does that all that. But nah, you're protecting him. It's fine. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We got you. If he was doing that. I'd be doing that if I were coaching. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I did have some. I did have some thought though. I was like, is he really vaping? I, I know, but I know, but I know it was cold though. It was, it was cold. Right? Did you ask him? I mean. No, I, I do need to ask him. Though. I might I might bring it up this week. I might right, can you ask day. him this week? And we'll just have you back for one question next week. Was he vaping yeah. on the sidelines? But you get to the bottom. You do the reporting for us. Okay? Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a do the investigation side of it. Ray Poster is with us here on God Bless Football. Billy, little revenge game for Fangs, for Fangio, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. love a revenge game. Uh, oh, yeah. We love a revenge Have you seen Fangio laugh? No. Not at all. <laughs> not, once. <laughs> not, not once. Maybe a maybe a smirk here. And I mean, the guy literally during a preseason. I think I think I had a drop in practice or a game, one of the two. And uh, after the next day, he came. He comes up to me and I'm like, "What's up, Vic?" He's like, "Oh, so you you just decided to have butterfingers that day, huh?" Mm. And kind of chuckled with it. Not. I, I looked at him and. Like I was, I was into it. I was into the joke. I was into the laughter part of it. I looked at him. He just chuckled and it just like walked off. And I'm like, that guy really got me. He got me today. Last, <laughs> Cla- last week, classic Fangs, Billy. <laughs> last yeah. week we talked to Jalen Phillips and he told us that they call him Lord Fangs. Lord Fangs, I. No, they do do that though. I actually heard that. <laughs> Lord Fangs. <laughs> but you. <laughs> that's so funny. I know, but he's he's telling like it seems like you love him for a guy that's called like he never laughs, he doesn't smile, he doesn't tell jokes, he just walks around and criticizes you for butterfingers. I mean, but you but you you love you love the fact of where he's at. I mean, this guy literally is in the building, and all he cares about is ball. Like we played the we played Jacksonville, and we lost to Jacksonville in a preseason, and I so on the plane, coaches sit ahead of us, right? They're they're. Um, closer to the, the cockpit or whatever. And then there's players behind that. And I could see off in the distance. I mean, it's just a preseason game, right? Like, it's the last one of the season, preseason. And, man, this guy literally the entire time, I mean, it, it, from when we were on the plane, on the tarmac to flying out, the guy was just sitting there watching all the footage he possibly could. So he's, like, engulfed in football. And, that, I mean, that's that's somebody that you want in the building. You know, this guy really loves football, and he takes he takes it to heart. Well, I don't know how comfortable you are with him and, and kind of going back at him, but, like, next time he gives you, like, a Butterfingers, like, if it's after week one, be like, hey, hey, uh, Lord Fangs, how about the D keeps it under 34 points next week, okay? Like, <laughs> nah, what are I'm we doing do here? Good day, you mean. <laughs> uh, then, then he's going to be pissed at me. He's going to look at me all sideways. For the rest of the I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> Billy, why are you trying to get him in trouble? Nah, you yeah. Know. Billy trying to get me in trouble. I just want to stand up for yourself. You know what I mean? This Fangio's not going to go around bullying the Dolphins. He does. Nah, he nah, scores nah. two touchdowns. He gives Fangio the finger. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell him how about those butterfingers? <laughs> oh, I like that. I oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> is this the uh, is this the most confident you've seen Tua playing quarterback? I mean, since I've been with him, yes. Um, the guy's just he's he's taking on this role so well, and he's doing it. 
at a, a at a high velocity. I mean, the way he's just approaching this game, you know, he's 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 bringing some of that island vibe to him. You know, he's he's bringing some of that culture to him, and he's he's really he's really embracing this offense, and he's doing his part. I mean, the guy's just he's a machine out there. He's just doing everything right. So I mean, you just you want somebody like that. You want a quarterback to be a leader. He's definitely a leader. You know what's interesting? Billy has defended Tua for a couple of years now. Like, he really has. No one has defended Tua more than Billy Gill <laughs> here on God yeah. Bless Football. People are – but here's what here's what I'm shocked about. People are still surprised that Tua, when Tua has a good game – like, why are they surprised, Raheem, that Tua has a great game and he's off to a great start, and yet people are still surprised he's done it now for a couple of years? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean – there's a lot of critics that just don't believe in him. I, they, I guess they just don't yeah. want to believe in him, and I, I don't understand that. I mean, tape speaks for itself. Um, records speak for itself. I mean, have you ever heard of anybody else being five and zero against Bill Belichick? No. Like to be honest, like nope. in NFL history, like no. Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Like, can we all agree to that? Yes. Like mm-hmm. he, he's definitely up there in the top two or three. Yeah. And. He knows situational football, but yet Tua is five and zero against this guy. Like that's that that's no mistake. Like I I hate to say it like that, but there's really no mistake to it. I mean, statistics are statistics. You know, eye in the sky doesn't lie, and what he's been able to do is just, I mean, let alone for that. I mean, that should literally shut a lot of those critics up. How's the surfing going? Uh, I mean, I'm not surfing now, but you know, on the field, I'm I've been surfing quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> but I, I would say a it's touchdown celebration for him, Billy. He should like surf into the yeah. end zone or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It was a terrible idea. You know, you, right now. No, it's a terrible idea. You don't have to nah. kind of. Billy, yeah, you back me up and then you bail. Don't him. Yeah. Look, he got He got I got to crowd surf. That's what I got to do. Ooh, you can crowd surf. How like about that. this? You should you should crowd surf when it's home games and on away games. You remember how um, Ocho Cinco used to have like signs hidden in snow and Joe Horn had like oh, yeah. a phone hidden underneath the pads in the, in yeah. the upright. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you need to hide a surfboard somewhere and then just oh. whip that out. And then yes. maybe your teammates hold you and you're surfing on I top don't... of them in the end zone. No, my, I ain't going to put my teammates on that much. Pressure. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of pressure right there. Hey, come on. Have Fangio do it. Yeah, I got make Fangs do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Somewhere. Take the quarterbacks out of it, Raheem. We'll get you out of here in just a second. Uh, take the quarterbacks out of it. I think Tariq Hill is the best player in football. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong about that. That guy's he definitely makes a lot. I mean, he's 99 for a reason. He just got 99 on the – I mean, that's – uh, it's a video game, right? But yes. honestly, the guy plays like it every time. I mean, he wants to go out there and be his best and when his best is required. And he goes out there and he definitely makes those plays, man. The plays that you're sitting back and like, wow, I can't believe he did that. You know, it's magical. I mean, for him to do something like that, you know, it's just, I don't know. The guy's just different. He's different. Who yeah. wins in a race? You, Waddle, or Hill? Me. Really? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. straight ahead, hundred yard dash. It's you. Hundred yard dash. I'm. I'm getting both of them. And who's hmm. in second? That's that's for them to decide. You don't care because you already I passed like the that. finish line, right? You can't exactly. see. They're behind him. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Do you think? Do you think Tariq would give me the same answer if I asked him? Do you think he'd say Raheem? No, he's not going to do that. How about Waddle? No, he's definitely not going to do that. You he, guys all not, think you're the fastest. <laughs> we all think we're the fastest. I mean, even Devon A. Chain, the running back, thinks he's the fastest. So, right. 
Don't tell me I Berrios think. thinks he's the fastest, though. No, Just Berrios thinks he's in the conversation. He's, he's not. He's in the conversation. <laughs> spoiler, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We appreciate it. Good luck against Denver. I see, like, you live in my neighborhood, so I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there. I see the golf course in the background. It's been annoying, right, with no golf? I mean, it's first-class problems, Raheem, but it's annoying with no golf course, right? I know. We need to, we, we got to get out there once a quick. The course is looking good, though. You can you can admit that, though. Have you seen I, the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're not. There's there's these people, like, patrolling out there. You can't really go out there. They kick you well, off. I'm saying, but if you drive, like, on the first, the front the front nine, you'll, yeah. you'll see it, it, the greens are looking good. All right, so let's do it. Let's go play some golf, man. When do you want to do this? The, so November, I think they're finished with the course November, December-ish. So Okay. When's your bye week? Yeah, bye week or my Tuesdays, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. So. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. That'd be fun, man. Heck yeah. We'll bring Billy along. He has golf clubs in the back there. He does that just to pretend he's a golfer. He's not really a golfer. We got a poser. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Billy. Come on, man. We're going to get you right, though. Well, listen, we'll bring him out there, and we'll teach him how to play, okay? Right, right. right. We'll put those, go- those golf clubs to use. All right. Uh, Raheem, go win one for Fangs, man. Lord Fangio, right. okay? Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. We have Mike Golick. We have Chris Sims with us both on God Plus Football. This has only happened one time before where they've appeared together. This is very exciting, but Billy is laughing at me. Golick's even laughing at me. Mikey A is even laughing at me. Sims has no clue what's going on because he's not feeling good. Uh, But I am hooked up to a personal hotspot right now because I can't get the internet in my hotel working. Billy, why are you laughing at me? I I mean, because it's better than crying. This is what happened, Chris and Mike, is that uh, we found out Stugatz was not going to be in town, I think, like, Two evenings ago, we didn't know this, obviously, or we wouldn't have scheduled this to happen this way. Uh, and we've kind of just been sitting around for a while waiting to find out what time we were going to record at. And then Stu guys just kept giving us five minutes, ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, until he finally got to the hotel. And then once he got to the hotel, we're all set and ready to go. And then he can't connect to the internet. And then we're on the phone with him, and he's calling the front desk, and he can't connect to the internet. Then we hear a man knock on the door, and that person can't help him connect to the internet. And then finally we walk him through, and now he's connected via a hotspot on his cell phone. So it's been a challenge. I will say this. It is an accomplishment, (laughs) and Mike, this is not meant to be a personal attack on you. It is an accomplishment, Stugatz, when Mike is the most tech-savvy person in the call. That's because he had an engineer show up to his house and hook everything up. That's exactly right. That's smart. If I were to touch (laughs) one of the buttons... Another button that I'm supposed to, I don't know what would happen. Luckily, my son has been here all week doing the show with me, so he's been able to figure it out. Once I'm alone, I'm screwed. But I will say I, I'm not as, oh, that's just Stu in my head because you actually had somebody from the hotel come up and try and get you on the Internet. Because, I mean, I, I would I don't know how to get on my own personal hotspot. I don't know how to do that. Right. So if well, I know Billy did internet, that, the guy who came up to my room had no f- idea yeah. what he was doing yeah, Zero. yeah. Well, i would have what none. kind of hotel are you staying at yeah, exactly the real question where are uh, you I'm staying in, i'm in syracuse new york for parents weekend oh for, uh, wow there for you my go daughter. in syracuse since syracuse chris yeah. so. yeah. chris imagine yeah, it's, it's a ho- I mean, it's a hotel with one story in the room only and not man, like yours for being the, a media company yeah. you you two <laughs> between billy last week who talked like he was in church and now we get connected <laughs> to the internet I mean, holy shit, you guys got problems. Not to get too technical, but Billy or Mikey A, can't you 
carry something with you that gives you your own personal hotspot? That's what he. That's what he's using. Call the his, cell phone. His, 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 oh, oh, yeah. oh, Mike. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> Uh, you, got, you were just exposed, Golick. You were exposed. Oh, exposing me on technology is is about as is is easiest having a baby say a paragraph. I mean, seriously? I didn't think I could feel better. I didn't think I could feel better during this interview, but you just did it for me, and that's why I love you. Your Mike own Golick. phone can be a hotspot. Yeah, yes, just turn off the yeah. personal hotspot. <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> I was this many days old when I found that shit out. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Chris Sims is with us, the Unbuttoned Podcast, PFT, every day with Mike Florio, except when he's not feeling well. He hasn't been feeling well this week. That's on Peacock. He got Football Night in America as well. Uh, and before we get to Golik Sims, I'm wondering, on a big college weekend, I mean, you played quarterback at Texas, but I know you're making your money now with the NFL. Are you into the college more this week than you are the NFL? Because it is such a massive college weekend. No, I mean, I'm excited for the college games this weekend, but no, there's never a weekend that I'm more into college than the NFL. That, that I'm just an NFL person. Even when I was in college, I was still like, yeah, this is great, but I can't wait to get to the NFL. That was always the goal. Uh, so, I mean, I'll be on the couch watching the big ones on Saturday, especially Ohio State, Notre Dame, you know, on uh, 7 Eastern time. That'll be awesome to watch. I don't even know the full slate of the schedule. That just tells you I'm so into – just the NFL, really, that like tomorrow's when I'll start to go, oh, I wonder who's on Saturday. What are the games? Who's playing the big game at 12? Who's playing at 3.30? So I'm not even really aware of the rest of the matchups other than that Ohio State-Notre this, Dame game just because that's on NBC and I've been hearing about it in my work all week. Th this, this is where we're very different because obviously from a player, you want to get to the NFL and play in the pros. That's, that's what you want to do. I am definitely, and, and I call NFL games now on Sunday night. So, but I'm definitely more looking forward to the college schedule this week. It is, it is banging. I mean, the difference for the NFL before I do my game Sunday night, I sit there and watch the Red Zone channel just so I can get a feel for the you. games, you know, all right. the games. Here in college, I mean, you get to literally see the games. You're going to see Florida State at Clemson at two o'clock. You're going to see Colorado, Oregon at three thirty. Now there's a oh. couple that there's a couple that yeah, double yeah. up. You're going to see Notre Dame, Ohio State at seven thirty, but it'll be doubled up with a uh, Florida and Ole Miss. You got the Tupac uh, uh, conference going on with Oregon State and Washington State. That's one of the six ranked ranked games going on, and then you have Florida yeah, State. Yeah, that, that, you're rattling them off. You oh. got me interested already. So I mean I, UCLA, I, I Utah. You. It <laughs> yeah. is. It is. The last weekend, this is a complete 180. Last weekend sucked from a college schedule. This yes, is did. the weekend where you're going to start separating a little bit. Billy just sent me that Trayvon Diggs, there is a report that he tore his ACL and might miss the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in practice. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Listen, I didn't th see that. This this defense, I, I had him the first game against the Giants. I mean, and we saw what they've done in the first couple of weeks. Getting Stephon Gilmore was monstrous. Trevon Diggs is always an interesting cat because he's got a lot of interception, but he gets picked on a lot too. I mean, it is, it is. He's the 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 analogy of baseball or home run or strikeout uh, yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, but boy, having him and Gilmore at the corners for this defense, which is excellent on every level, that will be it. And that's the one thing. No matter how much you predict or prognosticate, you can never predict or prognosticate injuries and how it's going to affect the team. Oh, that that, that yeah, that'll hurt. I mean, you're right. You you said it right. Literally. It's feast or famine. But the way they play, 
because that pass rush is so awesome, yeah. they get in out. your face and play man-to-man, so yep. you can't get it out real quick. And they know they don't got to cover real long because <laughs> those guys are going to get there. So he's a big piece of the formula and which makes them successful. And, he, you know, to what Golik said, he's scary as hell. You know, you <laughs> might – you might throw a touchdown on them, but it might be a touchdown for them going the other yep. way too. Yep. And that's where he's a rare, rare dude. And there's really nobody he can't match up with in football. He's probably just a little too daring and takes maybe a few too many chances, but damn big time talent. And that, yep. that's, that hurts. that'll suck because you know, the Cowboys after two weeks have been the best team in football. Yes, I, I don't think you, you can deny that. Sims, what did you make of what's going on? I'd be interested in both your opinions, obviously. Uh, we'll start with Chris here, with Justin Fields, where he you know, kind of pointed the finger at the coaches and then said, I'm not a guy who points the finger. What do you make of that entire situation? Because Fields should be better. Chris, you and I talked last year, like towards the end of the year, we were super high on him coming into this season. Yeah, well, you know, one, like I appreciate Justin Fields. He was trying to be honest and give an honest assessment. You know, I do think that, the Chicago media kind of went like full blown. Let's, you know, be shock jocks and throw out, you know, stuff on Twitter. And I do think they kind of took things out of context to a degree. If you look at the full interview, which I have done, right. It's not, they didn't do him. They didn't do right by him as far as what he was saying. Now, he should know better to know not to bring up the coaching thing. Like he tried to kind of, you know, fix the situation after practice at his locker. He kind of just said, "I, you know, and, and he did right. He said, I was trying to be good to you guys. I respect you guys, but I should have just said, it's my fault. I got to be better and do all that. Because we know the age we're in right now. You make one little, you know, miscorrect, you know, uncorrect saying or whatever else there, and people run with it. So I don't think he was trying to point fingers or do anything like that. I don't. I really don't. Now, you know, the, the thing – He's not playing well right now. Bottom line, that that's really it. I think the thing I get frustrated at is, you know, not even Justin Fields at all is in a tough situation. Is he, you know, he's still a very young kid. He's learning the NFL. He didn't really have great talent around him the first two years of his career. He's got more talent around him this year. And I think the thing you look at is you just don't see the growth you would quite expect. And you know, I, I sit there and, and you know, I, I don't even mean to throw names out there, but I'm going to throw them out there right now because I don't care. I see Greeny and Stephen A. Smith telling saying you. the Bears are failing Justin Fields. And I just want to go, that's that's not correct. That's 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 the it's the opposite right now. If you look at that and evaluate those that film, which, you know, I do all the time. And I'm sure you've seen plenty of things on social media this week. There was people wide open all over the field last week, everywhere to be had. Now, there's a group of people that are constantly making excuses for Justin Fields in that department that drive me crazy, and I don't understand that. And they're going to get coaches fired even though they're unqualified to make qualifying statements, which they're doing, and that annoys me. It pisses me off, right, because uh, <laughs> I know enough coaches in football that's just wrong. They're, they're doing them dirty that way. But, yeah, Justin Fields knows he's got to get better. The one thing I wish they would do and what I don't understand is where has the quarterback run game gone? You know, that's why we were waxing poetically at the end of last year because we were going, hey, he's the best running quarterback in football. All right? Now, I don't know if it's something that he doesn't want to do or if he takes a lot of hits anyways because he holds the ball in the pocket too long and they're trying to limit that. 
But that's certainly one thing I look at on the Bears coaching staff to go, why is that not part of the game plan? That'll give him some positive vibes, some offensive positive vibes, and you can grow from there. But but right now, uh, yeah, he's he's partly to blame for sure, and he's got to play better. There's no doubt about that. Now, oh. you know, the coaching and the run game stuff, sure, that, that could improve in, in, in that department. So there, there's – listen, this thing, and, and I agree with everything Chris said, you have to listen to the whole interview. He was really explaining an answer, basically yes. saying right. coaches give a lot of information out there that I have to process, so it sounds like he's having trouble pro- processing, you know, the information at times. Basically, I think what's happening, and, and Chris, I want to get a question to you when I'm done with this, is he's having to think too much. You think you lose. And so that's something that's going to have to be rectified. But I'm going to yes. get to that. But I always go with the old Sean Salisbury line, always, pull the thumb, don't point the finger, no matter what. And while he was trying to explain, I think that it's a combination of things, what was the headline? Field says it's not working because of quote, coaching. And so, I mean, it's like, wow. And listen, Stu, we've been in this business for decades, and we have definitely done that. We hear a soundbite where we're like, oh, shit, listen to that. But if you listen to the whole thing, it's taken out of context. There there are both sides here. But what Chris said, because I called a couple Bears games last year, and I was in the booth going, why don't they have more runs for this guy? Why aren't they helping him by having him run more? That's going to loosen things up, some half rolls, boots, planned runs. It was stunning that they didn't do it. Because back when I played, the era was college quarterback comes to the pros, Screw what you did in college. You're going to play it our way. Now, coaches are using their talents from college to play, help them play quarterback in the pro. So that's what I want to ask you, Chris, is what's what's the conversation got to be with Getsy and Fields? Because if Fields thinks there's too much information and it's, it's, it's not working for him, they have to come to some kind of understanding, right? Aren't you supposed to sit O-coordinator and quarterback and find out what's comfortable for the quarterback and build around that. And I, I wonder where the communication is there. Yeah, the, that I mean, two things. One, I mean, and, you, you know, you said it a little bit, the out of context. I mean, one of the Chicago beat writers says he drops their grenade or pulls the pin yes, on their Yes, pulls grenade. the pin. Right, yeah. it's just sensationalism. Sims, we do that to you yeah. all the time. Well, Billy does. It's, <laughs> it's, sens- it's sensationalism there, though. Yeah. And now it, it, it puts Justin Fields in a spot that he really yeah. shouldn't be put in. You know, I respected his honesty that way. Now, to the other point there that I was going to go into, those are things that you you wish these conversations were hashed out like before the regular season. Yes. Right? That, that's where it's odd. Not going into week three of the year talking about, wait, there's too much going on. You know, my head is swimming. I'm thinking of all the coaching points you're telling me, and it's locking me up as a football player. And that's the real aspect at quarterback. I can speak to that for sure. Like year two of my NFL career with John Gruden, right? And we'd have these plays that were 97 paragraphs long. And then we check it with another play that was 97 paragraphs long. And, you know, we'd have all these different checks and things at times. And for a young guy, I was always, you know, wait, let me just make sure I get the check right. And then you, you do, you forget some of your natural instincts of playing or, and you're think you're dropping back and you're thinking of the rules of the play and, and everything like that. And that can be hard on a young quarterback. And that's where they got to find that fine line of, yeah, pushing them, trying to be creative, but not go so far to where 
it's making him feel like he can't be himself. And obviously that's where they're at right now, you know, but, but that is a real thing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I can remember my second year, a game against the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals where we had so many things in the game plan because Gruden thought he had their defense figured out. And guess what happened when we came out like the third drive of the game? They changed everything. And our whole plan of attack was like, whoa, what do I do now? I'm underneath center, and all the rules you told me are not going to work here. So what do I do? So now you overthink, and I end up missing a few throws that I shouldn't miss. I don't feel comfortable in the pocket because I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. And that is tough for a quarterback, and you know, hopefully they can figure it out for Justin Fields. He's got talent. We know that. But right now he still looks like a really good athlete who plays quarterback instead of what I always say to you guys, a quarterback who's a really good athlete. Chris, what are you hearing on Joe Burrow? It sounds like he's going to be able to play Monday night, right? But you know that situation. Golick knows that situation. As an athlete, the calf muscle, I mean, it's one wrong step. I mean, he might be yeah. dealing with this all year long. That's what's scary about this. And this is a big football game. You know, uh, it really is. And you know, they're too talented to look the way they've looked on the offensive side of the ball. You guys have heard me, you know, talk about them a little bit. They're too reliant on the Jimmys and Joes, and there's not enough X's and O's there at times. Now, they get better as the season goes on when they start to figure out how defenses play, and they dial up the right plays, even though they might be simple. They're at least the proper play to run against that coverage or that look. And then because they're talented and Burrow's awesome, they make it work. But they played two teams that were all over their offense and two teams that are talented on the defensive side of the ball. And, yeah, they look below average right now. But this is a big – this is like about as must win of a third-week game as you can get for a team that, you know, a lot of us thought was going to be in the Super Bowl conversation. And this Rams team has surprised people. And Raheem Morris, that D coordinator from the Rams, first off, Zach Taylor came from McVay, right? Raheem's a brilliant defensive mind. He's going to be all over that basic shit that Cincinnati does. So they need to dress it up a little bit. Formations, motions, whatever, think outside the box, because right now they're kind of doing a disservice to the talent on their offense. And you got you got four games before they get a bye. So that calf, any soft tissue injury, if you oh. just tweak it a little bit, it's just going to hang and hang with you. And I got to say, this this is not what a Super Bowl rematch now in in week three with the Rams and Cincinnati. Never have we heard the names Puka and Tutu so much in my life. You know, <laughs> right? through the two slot receivers for the Rams and what they're doing, it's been amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. It, it's. I got to give credit to McVay and Raheem Morris, and Matthew Stafford. Like, Matthew Stafford, you watch him last week. I mean, it's, you've heard – you guys have heard me kind of talk He's about it. Great. It's, it's people in his space, and, yeah, he's just picking them apart five and eight yards at a time. And, ooh, I got a little time here to throw a 20-yard throw. Zoom! He lets it go. He's still got incredible talent. And the fact that they're doing this on the rebuild with 20 rookies on the roster and everything like that, very impressive, and I think speaks to, you know, McVeigh and his coaching style and the culture of toughness and battle-testedness they have out there in L.A. Uh, it is rare that Sam Hartman plays a team for the first time, Mike. <laughs> so, yeah. He's going, up, he's going up against Ohio State. I happen to like Notre Dame in this game, Mike. I think you guys are going to pull it off only because I'm not so certain how good Ohio State is well, this year. Well, obviously, they have the best receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., and they have, they have two receivers that will go in the first round. 
the difference this year, it's kind of like switch from last year. Last year, Notre Dame had two quarterbacks. Neither one could throw very well. And you got to the backup, you know, in that game in, in Drew Pine. Right. And you had, you had him the whole year. And the guy tries hard, but just was not a great passer. And obviously, you know, the Ohio State had a great quarterback that's now in the NFL. Now it's the Ohio State that's playing Kyle McCord, a new quarterback. He's got a few games under his belt, but he doesn't have the experience that Sam Hartman does. So the, the big matchup is going to be Notre Dame has good corners. Uh, Benjamin Morrison, one of the top in the country, Cam Hart. Yeah. And they're even, they're even kind of deeper there of how they handle those receivers from that side of the ball. The other side, Hartman asked that it's going to be a great line. The two edge rushers for Ohio State and the two tackles for Notre Dame, those are four players who are going to be big-time NFL players at one point, all clashing on Saturday night. There's going to be, there's going to be a lot of big-boy ball going on. You think Notre Dame can run the ball on uh, yeah. Ohio State? With Notre Dame, they run the ball, run the ball. They don't get yards. They don't get yards, but they just keep going. As long as they don't get too far behind, which I don't think they right. will, they just right. keep going. All of a sudden, they're running two yards. Then they bust a six-yarder. Then they yeah, go four right. yards. Then they bust like. a ten-yarder. Right. Then, uh, you know, estimate the running back who's 230 pounds. He's a stud. He's a beast. Then he pops for yeah. 20, you know. So they just kind of lean on you until it takes hold in the, la- in the in the toward the end of the game. Right. <clears throat> Mike, yeah, what do you got? All right, so I'm sitting here. I'm looking at Chris Sims, Football Night in America, NBC. I'm looking at Mike Gola calling games for Westwood one Sunday night. I'm going to Jets Raiders Sunday night football in November. And I'm just wondering who's going to get me on the field pregame. Which one of you two? You actually think that game's going to make it to Sunday night? No, football? I don't. But I want to ask now so that I so that you so you can lie to me. I'm Probably glad Chris said, it's I'm, not going to happen. I'm glad Chris said that because I didn't want to be the one to break your heart. I mean, there there's no shot. I'm well aware. There's no shot. So. So, Garoppolo so, uh, versus Zach Wilson. Get out of here. I'll do it this so way. I'll count on you. Mikey A, I'll get you on the field. No problem. You'll get on the field when we go cover that game. Right. <laughs> you heard hey, it. Mikey if a. it happens, you heard it. Mikey A, I got you no matter what. No matter Appreciate what, you. I, I got you. I don't think it's going to end up being a Sunday no, night game. No, I'm, but well, I'm well aware. You're going to get relegated to 1 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, but yeah. We, we, I, still, I know some people, and we can get you some tickets no matter what. I uh, quickly, that. both both you guys, Billy just sent this to me. Uh, Mikey A., if they fail you, I'll hook you up, okay? Unbutton podcast for Chris Sims. Also, football night in America, Sunday night football, every Sunday night. And, of course, PFT with Mike Florio on Peacock. Check it out every single day. Thank you for doing this, Chris. I know you're not feeling well. Uh, right. Gola, this was great. I would like to do this together more often. You guys are awesome together. Fun. Uh, Gola, please promote what you're doing this weekend. Uh, I'm doing the uh, Vegas-Pittsburgh game Sunday night. So, Chris, if you're out there, I'll see you out there. Um, and then the going from there, and me and my son Mike do Gojo and Golik on DraftKings, Samsung TV+. Plus. YouTube, all the ways you can, you know, get the streaming stuff. It's getting distributed more and more. So, yeah, Roku now as well. So, I don't know all this stuff. That's why Mike usually throws it all out. I just talk into a microphone and they distribute it wherever the hell they want. But we do it every day, 8 to 10 Eastern. Yeah, there you go. Listen, yeah. I'm a guy who didn't know and what Sydney cashes the checks. Yeah, Sydney does. Yeah, Sydney posts one t- one tweet for me and gives me a bill for 25k. So there you go. <laughs> All right, That's we awesome. love both of you guys. Uh, Chris, uh, feel better. Mike, have a great weekend. Good luck to Notre Dame, right. man. Thanks, man. Thanks, See you everybody. Guys. Be good. It is time for this week's edition of Stu Gats, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. 
That's Coach Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football, week four, went seven and four a week ago, 18 and 13 on the season. Pretty good, and you're welcome. Let's get to the games this week. Billy has asked me to do this quickly. We have a loaded show today. He wants me to go fast. I have a lot of games. Purdue, plus six, taking on Wisconsin. Wisconsin has no business being six-point favorites over anyone on the road. Therefore, I am taking Purdue not only to cover the spread, but to win the game outright. Purdue wins and covers. They win by a field goal. Air Force, three and a half at San Jose State. Buy it down to minus three. Air Force is sneaky good. We took them a week ago. They covered. San Jose State, they're not good. Air Force wins the game by 10 points on the road. They cover. Rutgers take it on Michigan. It is a big weekend in college football. When you have 3-0 Rutgers, take it on 3-0 Michigan, and it's like the 10th best game on the slate. Seriously. Rutgers going to Ann Arbor, taking on Michigan. Michigan wins the game. They're 24-point favorites. They do not cover the spread. I'm taking Rutgers here. Michigan wins by 10 points. Florida State traveling to Clemson. Big, big game in the ACC. Florida State minus 2.5 on the road at Clemson. Clemson is not good. Florida State appears to be very, very good. I'm going to take Florida State to win this game and cover the spread. The Seminoles win by 7 points on the road. UCLA traveling to Utah. Another big game this weekend. Undefeated. UCLA getting six points on the road at Utah. Now, if this game was being played at night, I take Utah. But it's not. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. Therefore, I am taking UCLA to cover the spread. Utah wins by a field goal. UCLA covers, and that's all that matters. Alabama, minus seven, taking on Old Miss at home. Another great game. Lane Kiffin and them boys coming in to take on Nick Saban and Alabama. Many people have written Alabama off. I am not one of those people. I believe in Alabama. They are minus seven at home against Old Miss. This is a statement game. This is a game that says we're not going anywhere. Buy it down to six and a half. Alabama wins by 14 points at home. BYU plus nine and a half at Kansas. Buy it up to 10. Take the Cougars. I like the Cougars. They're a sneaky good team. Kansas wins by a field goal. BYU covers. Wake Forest minus four over Georgia Tech. Take the Deeks. The Deeks win and cover. They win by 10 points. Big game, Saturday night, big goalie game. Notre Dame plus three, take it on Ohio State. I like Notre Dame this year. It is rare that Sam Hartman faces a team that he's never seen before. But he'll survive. He'll be fine against Ohio State. I have Notre Dame winning the game outright. They're getting three points, and I have them winning the game outright. Notre Dame wins by four points at home. Penn State, minus 14, taking on Iowa. I love Penn State this year. I never like Iowa. Buy it down to 13 and a half. Penn State wins. They cover Penn State by 21 points over the Hawkeyes. We go to the NFL. Week three, two and four last week, five and nine on the season. My apologies. Listen, I've been good in college. I have not had a good start with the NFL. Five and nine is unacceptable. It is. Although I had the Niners last night. Commanders plus six and a half. They're taking on Buffalo. 
Buy it to plus seven. Take the commander. Sam Howell, there's something there. I like him. Uh, Buffalo's going to win the game. They're going to win by four points, but the commanders cover the spread at home. They're getting seven points. Dolphins minus six and a half against the Broncos. Buy it down to minus six. Dolphins win, and they cover. Dolphins by 10 points at home over Russell Wilson and the Broncos. The Jaguars minus eight and a half. They're taking on the Texans. Jaguars bounce back this week at home. Buy it down to eight. Jaguars win by 10 points at home over Houston. The Titans plus three and a half. Take it on Cleveland. The Titans win the game outright. Why? Because that's what Mike Vrabel does. I am so confused and puzzled by the Titans and impressed at times by the Tennessee Titans. But they are plus three and a half. They're taking on Cleveland. The Titans win the game by three points. Seattle, minus six, taking on Carolina. That's a long trip for Carolina. I'm going to take Seattle here, who bounced back last week against the Lions. Geno Smith looked pretty good. Seattle wins by 14 points at home over the Panthers. And finally, Sunday Night Football, the Raiders at home. Minus two and a half. Take it on the Steelers. I'll take the Raiders at home. Raiders win by four points. They cover the spread. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. All right, we're very excited here on God Bless Football. Austin Eckler is back with us for a second season. How you feeling, man? What's going on with you? I would say right now I'm in a good place. Uh, feeling a lot of ups, a lot of downs. You know, inside football, outside football. Obviously dealing with the injury right now. Missed last game and we were 0-2, so that that sucks. Um, and add some insert, insult to the injury. Um, but, hey, for the most part, looking forward and trying to progress just to to get back and keep moving moving forward and up. Uh, we'll get to all the stuff on the field and and off the field as well. But first, I want to uh, I want to ask you about your charity, your foundation, and what you're doing because I keep getting emails about making donations, and I'm getting around to it. I promise you, I will make a donation. I don't know if Billy will, uh, and I'm not certain Mikey A will, but I I promise I am pledging. Okay, money to your charity. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah. Um, so really, we're starting to get. Uh, more aligned in the vision. I think my vision at first was to continue to implement resources into the community yep. and realize that's really broad. Um, so we've done washers and dryers. We've done football equipment. Um, we've done uh, quite, uh, things that you can use for homeless uh, weight rooms. And we're like, okay, let me kind of narrow this down to something that's really dear to my heart and near to my heart. And that was the weight rooms, because I think there's a lot of transition or uh, transferable skills that can be learned in the weight room. And so right now we're really looking for new opportunities to build weight rooms. So we just built Long Beach Poly, their weight room, uh, renovated it. And then we're also now going up to uh, Balboa High School and going to be renovating their weight room as well. We'll continue to um build more weight rooms across the nations as we continue to kind of get more of a grasp of a, of a flow. And so right now, all the, the donations and the pledge that you mentioned, which is you can pledge for, I think like at least 10 bucks for every touchdown that I score to help us go build uh, weight rooms. And so that's where all the money's going towards right now. And that's where the, the real focus is uh, with the Austin Eckler foundation. Austin, it's been a while since we've spoken to you, not to bring it too much back into football, but it's been kind of crazy what's going, what's been going on with you, what's been going on with the running back position. So in the offseason, you had a little mini holdout situation. We saw what happened with Jonathan Taylor, where he wanted more than he gets put on the pup list. Now we're seeing all of these injuries to running backs who were not getting paid what they should. What do you, I guess, make of the state of the running back position? Because you have all these teams now that are out there starting running backs and it's going to impact the team, but they're not paying the players what they should be getting paid for being as valuable as they are. 
Yeah, man, it was uh, an eventful season or off season, I should say. Um, I wouldn't consider mine a holdout um, because I was just looking for more value if there was any there. Um, and, you know, I've actually got to a point where, you know, ended up getting some incentives with the Chargers. So I, I honestly appreciate them for that because they did not have to do that at all. So they showed good faith. And, you know, I just, you know, I want to stay there. I want to, I want to be a charger, you know, as long as I'm playing in my career and yeah, what we're seeing with, with injuries, it's, it's unfortunate, um, especially, you know, what we saw with, you know, Nick Chubb where mm. like, you know, you never want to see anything mm. like that ever. Um, and man, yeah. Injuries are part of the game and, and we know this, you know, people are going to get banged up. That's, that's the NFL. And it, it comes in waves. It seems like, where it's like, man, I, now we got all these guys, especially when it's one position that's getting hurt. It's like, Oh, now there's a narrative built around it. Um, right now running backs are going through it. You know, it's, it's sometimes receivers, but you never want to see people getting hurt, right? Like we want our best players on the field at all times because that's what makes the game exciting. Um, and then you know, you can bring contracts into it, but you can't really predict injury. Um, and so it's, it, I feel like, there's not too much of a relevance there um, when it's like, cause shoot, I made it through the last two seasons. haven't missed a game. You know, now I missed my second game of the season. I went with a, you know, with a high ankle sprain, you know, so you can't really predict it. Um, so when it comes to contracts, I feel like it's not really correlated uh, even though that's how it's been played out with our contracts. And that's what's, that's what they're utilizing basically. Like, Oh, well it's, it's riskier to have a running back. Um, and it's like, is it? Cause I've, I haven't, I've missed one game in the past three years. Right. Um, so I don't know. To be clear, you asked for permission to seek a trade. The Chargers granted you that, uh, that permission. And then through that, you got some added incentives from the Chargers. So how it all went down was I first went to the Chargers and this is what everyone kind of misses because the only thing that really got headlines was, hey, Austin wants a trade. And it wasn't like, hey, I went to the Chargers right away and it was like, hey, I want to be traded. I was like, what's up, Chargers? I've led the NFL in the last two you know, seasons in touchdowns. I've had 1,600 total yards of offense last two years. And if we can, let's get an extension going. And they came back like, sure, we can get an extension. We were just too far apart as far as where we wanted to be. And it was like, okay, if we can't get any ground made, I would love to go seek somewhere else that maybe we can find some value somewhere else. And so that's when I requested a trade after we couldn't get anything done with the chargers. Austin, can you take me onto the field? I'm thinking about that Nick Chubb injury last night and you guys are all ramped up to like go against each other. And then all of a sudden you see an injury like that. Like what happens like from the other side? Like if you're, if you're playing against Nick Chubb, do you, do the, do the uniforms come off? Does the logos come off? And now you're just a bunch of, a, a bunch of people. It's so tough, man. It's so tough because yes, that does happen. I think for that moment, but then the moment we blow the whistle and we're back on it, like it becomes back to you're on that side. I'm on this side. Like I got to dominate you. Like you got to flip the switch back on because you, you can't play this game timid or you will get hurt. Uh, if you, if you're thinking about injury, if you're not playing as hard as you can, then guess what? The person that is, is going to pile drive your ass and you're going to get hurt from that. Or you're going to get, you're going to get someone else hurt on your team for not doing your job. Cause you can get someone lit up for not blocking or not being in the right spot. So in that moment, yes, absolutely. And you see it after the game as well. You know, you see it after the game where we all come together, right? We're, we're dapping it up, you know, talking to people, talking about how your families, you know, wishing each other, you know, the best of, of luck and health going forward. Um, so you see that human aspect, but between the whistles, man, like it, you got to run through, you got to run through a guy. Like that's, that's the mentality. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, you can't predict injuries, but you never want to see in that, like that, that are excruciating. I meant, and just like, just something that's like, you just you feel for him immediately because you know like he's done he's done you know 
Austin, did you want to play? Did you want to play last Sunday? Could you have played last Sunday? Hmm. <laughs> um, if I could have, I would have. Right. Let's just say I, that. I I'm not because I'm wondering. I'm not just that... sitting out games no, to sit out games. No, I know. I, I'm only asking because I know you can't leave it up to the player. The player always, always wants to play, but I'm wondering. Well, maybe they don't. But I, I'm just wondering. I think fans would be interested in that process, like what goes on with you talking to team doctors throughout the week. Yeah, uh, really, it's working with our trainers. Our doctors really just help us with the the first like diagnosis of like, hey, what's going on? And then it gets thrown over to our trainers to like kind of, you know, uh, rehab whatever is happening. So talk to Dr. G, um, who's our doctor. And he's like, hey, look, look, looks like you got a high ankle sprain. All right, cool. All right. Start treating like a high ankle sprain. Go over to the trainers have been working through that, um, you know, for the past you know week here and been making good progress. Uh, I've, I've played on ankles before. Uh, I've never had a high ankle sprain actually before. So this is something new that I've been dealing with and taking these proper steps and kind of feeling how, like, okay, am I able to run on this? Is this something? that I can, you know, tape up and brace and still actually make it through a game with. Um, and so there's just, it really, every situation is different, but that's kind of how the process goes. It's like, we're continuing to reevaluate and you can really tell the process, the, the progress every day, because we're so intentional on like, how does my ankle feel? Where's the range of motion? It's like, okay, you made it like half an inch further today than you were yesterday, or the swelling's gone down like 5%, 10% today. And so you can really actually keep up with, you know, the track of, of progress and, if it goes the other way too, if like, Oh, it actually it's a little bit more sore today. looks a little bit worse today. You have more swelling. Um, and I'm trending in the right direction. And so the, the, when I can play, I'm going to be on the field. Like I'm not, I'm not out here just like, Hey, I need to get this thing full. It's not going to be fully hundred percent, but it'll be a, a point where it's like, okay, it's manageable. I don't think it was so much as like, you're choosing to sit out. It's almost like, are they not letting you play? I guess it was kind of Stugatz's right. angle on that yeah. one. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think there is, a capacity where they could say that, but really, I don't think they can say you can't play. Well, they're protecting from yourself almost, I guess. They could, yeah, they can do that. They can give me suggestions, but I can say, no, I want to tape it up. I'm ready to go. Right. Um, I mean, I guess coaches could technically say, we're just not, not going to put you in. But as far as me within the training room, it's like, Austin, can you go? Can you not? And they're going to give me their best professional advice and probably should probably should lean on that because they're trying to help you get back to the field as well. I would say, no, they did not tell me that I couldn't play. Like I, I could have gone out there and played if I was ready, but yeah. That's gotta be hard though. Like watching, watching that game unfold when you're on the sidelines, knowing that if you're in the game, you could help your team win the game. And so watching it as a spectator, that has to be a miserable experience. No. Yeah, man, it's the, it's the same emotions. Uh, right. I think the most miserable part is not being in the heat of the battle with the guys and feeling what they're feeling. Like, I feel like I, I almost let them down, you know, where it's like, I can't, I can't help, but I like, I, I'm here. I see you guys every day. Right. And like, I just, I feel, I feel honestly feel bad. I'm just like, especially when we, yeah, obviously when we lose, it's like, man, like, like, I don't even know if I could have helped, right? If my performance would have been any better, right? Like, I'm not saying that, but it's like, I wasn't there to be able to put my my stamp on and be there with you guys. And now I come back and see you guys on Monday and I see, you know, just the feeling of after a loss in the NFL it sucks because it runs through the whole organization. We all feel that on our shoulders because we're all under so much pressure to perform. Um, 
And, you know, I'm, I come into the building and I wasn't even there. And so it kind of seems like, you know, like you almost feel like an outsider to a point. Right. Um, yeah, it's not it's not great. How does week two compare to week one? Because week one was back and forth with the Dolphins and you had a great game. But at the, the last drive, second to last drive, there's times that you're just on the sideline and Joshua Kelly's getting the bulk of the carries. And I'm wondering, like, while you're there and you've done. Billy hated that because he has you on his fantasy well, team. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's where that's he's going. Ah, the truth comes out. Uh, Billy doesn't like this Kelly character. That's a story for Day. Right, it's Kelly character. I'm telling you, he's taking away your touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, my man, you got to get a contract out of here. Here's this Joshua Kelly taking all your stats. Like, what he's are we trying, doing here? Billy. Hey, he's got a contract here too, actually. So uh, yeah, he's we don't but care here, about him though, not as much as you. So here was here was the thing, um, you know, in that two minute drive of the last game. You know, coach looked at me and said, my running back coach was like, "Can you go?" I was like, "Bro, if if my ankle gets kicked or if I get tackled on it, like." I don't know if I'm like, I'm going to need to come out. So, so it's a two right minute there. drive. I, I can't be in the game right now. It's too, I'm too much of a liability. Cause if we only have one timeout and if I had to go down cause my ankle, cause I can't run, then it's going to use our timeout. And so it was really just, you know, uh, uh, me coming to the conclusion like, okay, I got to get my ankle looked at. Like I came back in, I heard it like in the third quarter and then just put some tape on over my shoe called it's called a spat. I spatted my shoe and then tried to go back in and it just, it, it was wasn't what I was expecting because I'm used to the the lower ankle sprains. Where it's like, hey, tape it up, you'll be fine. High ankle sprains, it's a little different because it, it deals with like the turning of your knee and like the rotation of of your knee, and not necessarily always your your ankle. So um, it was just something new, but that's why I wasn't able to finish the game then. Um, but hey, when, once we get back, yeah, I'll definitely be uh, getting in there and taking those reps for sure. Get Kelly out of there, right? For Billy, or just for Billy. Okay? <laughs> hey, the thing is, he's got he's got to also get his too because right. look, I'm you guys have seen me like I'm five eight, you know, one ninety five. Like I'm not able to. I mean, it's it's hard to believe anyone is, but can take every snap as a running back in the NFL. Right. Um, and so, if you want me, Billy, when it really matters, which is at the end of the season when we're about to go to playoffs, then yep. you need me to have Josh Kelly in there balling out. Back off, yeah. Billy. That's yeah, what he said. Right. <laughs> Listen, you know me by now, so you know I don't ask like hard-hitting, tough questions, which is why I think you come on with us every single week. But I have to ask you one here because, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but fans are very frustrated with your head coach. Are mm. you guys frustrated with your head coach? Here's the thing with with our head coach, like we have been on an upward trajectory with Brandon Staley ever since we've been here, um, and so there was this there was this thing that came out the other day, and it was talking about how I was talking about inconsistencies, and they pulled the clip out of it and said that I was mad um, with inconsistent coaching or whatever, and it was like it was so twisted because it, that's not what I said. I was talking about hey. When, when, if we don't play at a high level, at a high standard and keep, keep our consistency, we're going to lose games. And that, that's just in any sport. That's not just in football. Um, and so for us, we're continuing to try to put ourselves together, put ourselves in a position to win. And I think we're able to do that every single week. And I think we've been doing that with Coach Daly. We're giving ourselves a chance. Um, and that's what you got to ask for players. We got to, we got to step up and we got to make these damn plays. Um, you know, coaches can only do so much. They can only put you in a position to be in a, to, to win. And then a- after that, it's got to be players. Like players got to come alive and, and finish the damn game. And um, like, if you look at the games that we've that lost, even now, like we've been in positions to win the game. Right. And so what do you want in the NFL? You want an opportunity to win the damn game. And then guess what? The players got to come through and do it. So I think coach Taylor's done a great job. He's super knowledgeable. He's been good with the, the managing the game, good with managing, um, you know, just how, how we're, we're, we're our game plans are being put together. So with that, like, what do you want from your, from your head coach? You want him to give you a chance to win the games. Right. And 
but also not, but, but also not make mistakes, coaching mistakes that could cost you a game, I guess. Yeah, no, that's right. that's a real thing too. You yeah. know, um, you know, maybe you call a play that you shouldn't have been in or a defense that you shouldn't have been. But you know, we're all human out here. We're all trying to, you know, they're all there's all risk. And then there's there's strategy to all of this, right? Offense is trying to be an advantageous for them. Defense is trying to be advantageous for them. Sometimes they get you. Sometimes you get them. Um, it's just back and forth, um, and. Once you have guys that really understand the game, like Coach Staley does, like I wish, I wish you can, I wish everyone could sit in on a <laughs> Thursday and Friday Coach Staley um, team meeting and right. listen to this man talk about football because it is incredible. Just like I learned so much from him about defenses, about you know, motions, about tendencies, about like, for example, like he was talking about the the nickel and talking about the nickel and the nickel traveling, the nickel staying and, and how the nickel position is so hard because of the different stresses of different formation types. And if it's into the boundary of away from the boundary and tells of if he's pressuring things like that, and all these different things that you guys, no one ever knows about because you aren't aren't looking at it that big, but it's like these one tendencies for one position and he can go on about every single position. And it's truly incredible what this guy knows and then how can he, he can manage a game and talk about certain situations. And like, if it's the end of game, like, Hey, we can't be playing soft. If there's too much time, can't give up a field, like, like these different things that, all matter. He's thinking boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, if I had a head coach, yeah, this is exactly what I want them to be talking about too. And know this type of this game plan and know to this level. And so he's at the highest level of, of coaching that I've seen as far as his knowledge of the game. Talk and promote uh, some of the things you have going on off the field. Yeah, right now, uh, I guess we're just focusing on the foundation. Like, would love to get everyone involved in the pledge, even if it's $1 per touchdown. Um, you can find it at austineckler.com if you would like to join the pledge. Um, like I said, we're continuing to build, uh, renovate weight rooms across the nation, really for high schools. Um, and just one reason that we're doing that is because it really helped me when I was younger. It was my place where I could get away. It was my place where I learned mental toughness, physical toughness, how to you know work, um, you know how to push myself, work as a team, work as an individual, and so many other things that are trans transferable into your adulthood and adult version of yourself. And so I uh, want to continue to make sure that those resources are up to date and actually functional for, for these young kids coming out of, out of high school, going into their career. So would appreciate any, any, any um, um, donation there at austineckler.com, um, especially with the pledge. So it's a little bit more of a entertaining way to, to uh, get involved. See what Austin wants to tell you, but he can't is because of the fact that you can donate per touchdown that he gets. Every touchdown that Josh Kelly steals from him is really stealing from <laughs> charity. <laughs> you were thinking oh, it, right. right. stealing I, money I, from my I, charity I, here, man. What's up, boys? Hello. Up? Who's Hello. that guy in the bottom? Is that the guy in the bottom who's supposed to call me? Hey. hey. Oh, jeez. And, and oh, help God. me with my team? Is that no, that no, guy? No, the no, bearded no. one? I, I got receipts. I told my guy to get me in touch with you, and then they came back the Thursday morning. They're like, we can get you in touch now. I'm like, well, this doesn't help me. I was trying to help him on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, their guy, you, you know, you should live in Hollywood there, Mike, right? I told my guy to get a hold of your guy. Yeah. <laughs> their I mean, guy. Mike, the, the, their Mike, person Mike writes a here. big deal, man. He's got the number one fantasy football podcast in America. Like, I, 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 I guess he's too big for me out here in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I was, I was. Mike right I was off. left on my own. It was one of those Hollywood things, like your guy's going to call my guy, and your gal was calling their gal, and, well, we can't get his phone number for you. We can't get his email because he is a number one yeah. guy. Say it, Nitro. Mike Wright's full of <laughs> Say it. Tell, it. tell him to his face. <laughs> <laughs> all I want to know is, I, look, I've been in Hollywood for 30 years, and it feels like I was all over again. Yeah, we'll call you. We love you, kid. Perfect. 
You know, the one thing you can die of in Hollywood is encouragement because nobody wants to say no to you because right. you may come up, end up being the big star, you know, and then they said, oh, God, I said no to him. So they're always nice. They don't call you back and say no very often. They just do that time pass, which I think in the dating world now is called ghosting. They just ghost you. And as soon as you have success, you know, they're like, oh, we knew it. We believed in you. But I want to tell you, Mike, right, I've had success without you. Ooh. Wait, hold on, Nitro. Okay. Hold on. Let's update the audience here because Mike Wright was on with us and Nitro was on with us as well. Mike Wright was supposed to help uh, Nitro with his fantasy football draft, but he big time him. He, he blew him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, we want to spend some time with you after because I have some questions for you, some serious questions for you. Sure. Uh, thank you for thank you for doing this again. You I cannot it. believe you, big time Nitro. I, I seriously, I can't. Believe. So Nitro, you did this draft on your own, no help. You did it by yourself i did it on my own and i and as it was going through i was reading the chat boards with my friends you know on the chat boards in this uh uh league and they were like oh nitro makes some interesting choices oh he's going there <laughs> like when i picked when i picked up calvin ridley kind of early nice. but i also picked up um the the receiver from tampa bay Mm. Evans. Evans or yeah, Mike, Mike Evans? Evans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mike Evans. I picked him up a little early because I figured ba Baker's, you know, going to need someone to throw to a trusted target. Right. Why not trust him, right? And then I also felt that Evans hadn't got his contract negotiated, and he was mm. angry. But being a being an All Pro guy, being around the league, he wasn't going to pout. He was going to go out there and show him the team what he was worth, and he's really done that so far. All right, so what can Mike Wright do for you now? Uh, he wasn't there for you, you know, on draft night. Yeah. But what you can he do for you? Emails. I'm sending you my receipts. Nitro, what do you want him to do? Evaluate your team? Tell him some moves you should make? Like, what, what are you looking for here? Maybe give Mike some advice, Nitro, since it seems like you're yeah. killing it right now. Uh, trim the beard. Trim the beard. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. Fix up your beard Ouch. game. Man, man, manscape. No, so seriously, my one main problem, Mike, I won last week as well pretty handily. I, so I don't you're know You're 2-0? 2-0. Oh? Look at you. Had, this, had the second most points in the league. Wow. But again, okay. I know it can change on any given Sunday, and that's here. That's why I'm here, Mike, with my uh, hat in hand. Wait, Nitro, I have before, this... you get, before you get to your questions for Mike, I, do, I have some questions for you because I want Mike to evaluate your team. What number were you selecting in your draft? I was a sixth pick. Okay, and who'd you take with that sixth pick? I want to say I took the running back from uh, Atlanta, uh, Robinson. Bijan? Bijan. Bijan. Okay. Yeah, that's working out so far. So, Mike, right, you would have told him that was a good pick at the time had you yes. been on the call, but you were big-timing him, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell Billy to check the emails. I sent my screenshot. Uh, yeah, Bijan was a great pick at, at six, even though he'd never taken a snap in the NFL. Doesn't matter. We knew what he was going to be, and there it is. <laughs> I there, told you. He does have receipts, Nitro. I mean. Yeah, you get on Pete about that. I think you, Or your publicist. Your publicist – Got a note with the email on Thursday, and I needed mm. it by Wednesday. Oh, you know, she blamed your guys. She blamed your guys. Mm. Uh -oh. <laughs> she blamed your guys. Yeah, it's I've been trying to reach out. I've been trying to reach them, but your guys blame uh, his guys. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I bet. Well, no, it's your it's your guys' girl. Why don't you get rid of the guys and the girls and just connect and talk well, hold directly? Hold on, to hold on a second. Other. Hold on a second, though, because this brings me up to something else that I've been thinking. Every time you've come on, Nitro, you've been telling Stugas to get in contact with your people so he can start on right. HGH and steroids. Yes. And Where he's yet steroids? to do that. Yeah, he's still not on steroids. 
I, I, the way you look, I thought you were already on your first cycle. Oh, <laughs> wow. You got to. It looks like you've been bringing it. You know, sometimes when you wear like a darker, grayer color like you're wearing today. It's to cover up the it, fat, Nitro, yes. It, it, it hides it. I thought you were already on the sauce, getting ready for the season, getting ready to tackle. That's why I need your steroids wings. and HGH. I want to look better. Let's go. Wait, wait, Stigat. It's, it's, they're not steroids. Oh. It's oh. testosterone replacement therapy. Sorry. That's what you it. say now. Yeah, that, that's what we that's say what now. That's what we say now. Okay, well, that's why it's cleaner. <laughs> it's more professional. Well, that way uh, anybody can take it. Honey, you on steroids? No, it's testosterone, it's a testosterone replacement. It's not steroids. Oh, oh, you know, it helps. So who'd you take with your second pick in your draft, Nitro? Let me just tell you my team. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Let Mike evaluate your team. So, yeah. Mike, this is the guy that's killing me, Joe Burrow. The mm. highest paid yeah. guy in the NFL. He was until what last week. And the first week he gets three points. Totally crushed, but I, I mean, crushed to me. This week he's questionable. I don't know whether to start him. We can come back to that. I also have Devontae Adams, who's been so so. I have C. Ridley, who uh, was a champ the first game last week, not so much. I got Robinson at running back. And here's another guy, which I don't know what to do and with Mike because Evans. he had- Jesus. Yeah, I got Evans as well. Uh, oh, here's the guy who's been killing it for me, the tight end for the Vikings, Hawkinson. Yeah. Number one tight end. Who knew? I love it. Oh, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike Wright knew. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that, Mike Wright? Uh, I knew that he he would have big games, but he will also – I mean, like week one wasn't great for Hawkinson, but then he had the double touchdowns week two. So he'll be hot yeah. and cold, but he's, he's a guy that – there's not many tight ends that you can just – put into the lineup and then you don't ever have to think about it. I mean, very, very few. And Hawkinson's one of the guys you can leave in. The running back, Mike Sanders. Miles? Mike Sanders for Carolina. Miles Sanders, yeah. Miles Sanders. Yeah, I, I, you know, Yahoo gives you an M. I'm just yeah, friends call, call him Mike. Just yeah. call him M then, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. M. Sanders. M- he's, he's the one that's been a little confounding. I, I don't know quite what to do with him. Uh, on my bench, uh, Prescott, G. Pickens from Pitt. I just picked him up. Uh, we had a big game. Born from New England. And uh, I went and grabbed on waivers quickly uh, Ford from Cleveland now that uh, the, the one cat served. Look Great at move. you, Nitro. I mean, <laughs> RB1 goes down. Chubb, you grab RB2. You're great. Uh, Mike, how would you evaluate his team there? How would you evaluate his draft? I mean, that so far, that's... I mean that's just nonstop hits. Calvin Ridley, you probably took him in the like the fourth. If you took him early, you took him in the third. But he was going in the fourth because we hadn't seen him in two years. And the guy, week one was incredible. Week two, don't even like, don't worry about the box score. Nitro, he was one foot away from having another great game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually had I think four separate throws where wide receivers came down with just one foot in bounds, and that's. Like, that's not stuff you see in a box score. It just shows up as an incompletion. So I would not be concerned in the slightest with Calvin. He's going to be great. So so keep my receivers, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Devontae, uh, Evans, and Calvin. Keep those, keep those cats in here. Uh, would you switch out Sanders, who's been just so average and who's also questionable, uh, Miles, Carolina, would you switch him out for Jay Ford this Sunday? Um, It's a tough call. So the Browns, they did bring Kareem Hunt back in. We don't know what that split is going to look like. Stefanski, the head coach, did come out and say that Jerome Ford is going to be his guy, like the main guy. But Kareem Hunt, I mean, there's no way he signed this contract without knowing that he's going to play. It could take him a little bit to get into football shape. But Miles Sanders, the 
the production hasn't been fantastic because the just the Carolina Panthers haven't been great. But I mean, last week, eighty-eight percent of the running back carries, a sixteen percent target share. Those are studly workhorse numbers. And the Seattle Seahawks, it's a that's a much better matchup for the Carolina Panthers. So I would, I'd probably stick it out one more game with Miles. Let Jerome Ford prove that he can be a true number one running back for you. But getting him on your bench, that's, I mean, that's pro stuff right there, getting him right away. Question, Burrow at quarterback. I know he's questionable this week. I have Dak on my bench, which I, I don't love. And in my league, the quarterbacks that are available, which I can get now, are Cousins, who's Ooh. been solid. Full Ooh. stop. Oh. Kirk, I, like, I think that Dak is a good play this week, but Kirk Cousins gets to play the Chargers. And yes. that is just... That's about as juicy as a matchup can get for quarterbacks and wide receivers. So if I were you, I'd be finding a way to get Kirk Cousins into my starting lineup. All right, Nitro, do you have uh, any further questions for Mike Wright here? Are you uh, are you Mike Wright, 2-0 I do and you question. got a stacked team, Nitro? I mean, I, I do? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good <laughs> I, I team. I'm serious. Oh, good. I, I, look, I, I don't I, – all I know is, like I said, on any given Sunday, anything can change. I'm playing against one of the – like the eight position in the league, and I'm, uh, I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm projected 122 points to 116, which is only a 6% margin, which isn't, uh, which isn't great. So, uh, strategy. I had a friend of mine – who plays a lot of fantasy football. And he says he, uh, I guess the term is floats his defense. So he picks up a defense every week, depending upon who they're playing. This week, my defense is Cleveland. So here's your rule of thumb, uh, Nitro, for your defenses. Number one, is it a good defense? That's kind of a, a given. Do you believe that's a good defense? But two, look for someone who is playing at home. And number three, look for someone who has a low over under in the game and they're favored because you just you you basically don't want the other team doing much and those are kind of like the markers where where I will uh our start to look at then I'll start factoring in you know like is the quarterback they're playing against bad is the offensive line they're playing against bad so thing but but those first three are like kind of the they they shouldn't lead you astray they won't lead you into a bad defensive play so stick with the browns yeah Okay, good. I'm good. good. I, I, I'm ready to go. Let, let, let me go and uh, put the herd on these guys. Dan Nitro Clark, we love him. Former pro football player, American gladiator, number one best-selling author, TV host, entrepreneur, speaker, and fantasy football f- expert. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, gladiators. Thank you, Nitro. Mike, we, Billy and I were talking about this before you came on. Is it just annoying sometimes to, to, for lack of a better term, to be you. Like, just everybody just wants to ask you fantasy advice and then blame you if it's wrong and take all the credit if it's right. <laughs> uh, it's, well, it's number one no of like, I just, <laughs> I like, I legit love fantasy football. I mean, like, we're all, we're all best friends here on the show and everybody in the office and we, when the show's going, we're talking fantasy. When lunch is going, mm-hmm. we're talking fantasy. Like we really uh, just love it so so much. And I don't, I've I've done okay on like social media and things of uh, I I don't know maybe it's just how I present the information of I don't get too much of the you told me to do this and you ruined my life like 
of course that stuff happens because it mm-hmm. happens to anyone in in media on social media uh but you know you just just be quick with the mute button of like i don't mm-hmm. need that if if you're that person i you're not gonna be involved in my conversation online so <laughs> I, I do my best to try and keep it just to positive people online Mike Wright is with us, the Fantasy Footballers. It's the number one uh, fantasy podcast in America. It's fantastic, along with CBS Sports, they do it. Uh, and he's been great to us and our show. But to Mike EA's point, do you get that? Like, if you're walking through an airport, will the guy just walk past you and say, Tariq Hill or Jalen Waddle? Like, how does that work? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I've, that has happened. Like, I'll have people there because it's the – I think it's their code. Because I think I recognize Mike, but yeah. I'm just gonna throw out. I'm just gonna talk real loud about fantasy and see if he turns around. <laughs> because I will. Like, like as soon as I hear people talking any lineup, I'm like, what? <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, but but usually people are cool. They just want to, you know, get a high five mm-hmm. or a picture or something. I have a philosophical fantasy question oh, for you. Love it. I'm in a league where a lot of guys are being dropped that could potentially be juggernauts later. What is your philosophy with sort of how you hold on to players that might not be giving you anything now, but a couple of weeks from now, they could be, they could be juggernauts. Sure. It, it, the, the starting point for me is what is my starting roster look like? And then I'm going to, I'm going to flash forward through the schedule. I'm going to find when the bye weeks start to really hit and hurt me but like if I'm looking at my starting roster going I feel pretty confident that this can take on the majority of teams in the league then I am stashing those high upside players you know like uh, like some of the rookies who have like Jonathan Mingo for the Carolina Panthers he has done absolutely nothing but to be fair the (laughs) Bryce Young has he's not caught up to the NFL yet but over the course of time you know, it could happen. Rookies usually, especially wide receivers, it's usually the second half that they break out. We've been pretty spoiled recently with, you know, Jamar, Justin Jefferson, or this. Hey, hey, my boy Zay Flowers. I told you guys to draft Zay Flowers. <laughs> that thing's looking pretty nice right now. Yes, it is. Uh, so we're pretty spoiled when, when the rookies actually break out right now. So as long as you are cruising and you don't need an immediate guy off your bench to go into your starting lineup have those have the rookies have the young guys have a uh an insurance running back or two from other squads not your guys that's because it's like if you had nick chubb and you also had jerome ford on your bench i mean you're feeling okay about it but jerome ford's not replacing nick chubb you're are you're at a massive disadvantage now no matter what You'll just have some points, but if you have two rock solid running backs, and then you, and you were stashing Jerome Ford, holy crap, man! You I mean you go to who had Nick Chubb? You're like, I got Jerome Ford. Let's make a trade, and then you go. That's when you can really start to extract value. I've been in the league for for two decades. It's with you know the same people in and out, and nothing changes. The scoring, everything has been the same. But I started a new league this year where the whole purpose of it is to try new things. So we've never done an auction league. This year was an auction league. Next year is going to be two quarterback super flex. But we're also in the weeds with some of these outlandish sort of fantasy formats. And I was wondering if you've heard of any good ones that you were like, man, that would be interesting to try. Uh, so th- like brand new formats that I haven't tried. Uh, I've seen guillotine leagues 
starting to uh, rise in popularity, and a guillotine league is essentially whoever has the lowest points of the week. Goodbye, you're t- wow, I like you that. you are mm-hmm. done. That's and drastic. then on yeah. on top of that, now your all of your players go to the waiver wire, oh, wow. so that all of the remaining teams get to bid on acquiring their fantasy services. So like. Yeah, week one, you had Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, you're probably lost, and you probably had really low points, and all of a sudden, Jamar Chase is a free agent. And so thinking about the strategy of if my team is going along, I'm doing okay, when do you really go after a player? Because there's going to be superstars almost every single week, but there'll be more superstars available if your yeah. team is still going, but you're going to run out of you're going to run out of a budget. So it's like the, it's interesting to me to see or to think about when do you go in on a player like in a league format like that? Again, I haven't tried it, but I've got uh, some industry friends who are, are doing some really innovative things. Mike Wright, thank you so much for doing this, um, and good luck with Nitro. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.